0: Today's episode of the Bill Simmons podcast brought to you by our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek. It's almost Super Bowl time. Buying tickets can be extra complicated. It's a huge investment. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are here to help. SeatGeek, committed to helping you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed with their revolutionary grading system and a team of ticket concierge experts that are a phone call away with free advice. Download the free SeatGeek app today. Get your tickets to see my Patriots. Take On the Falcons in Houston, or check out their Super Bowl tracker on SeatGeek.com. House, you like SeatGeek, right? Is it SeatGeek the best? C-Geek. I love SeatGeek. I love SeatGeek. SeatGeek
1: is how I go to Nats games.
0: I have an announcement for you, House. Okay. SeatGeek was our presenting sponsor in 2016, and they're also yes. our presenting sponsor for all of 2017. It's hey now a relationship. It's like it's, we were dating for a while. Now it's like we're living in an apartment together, and and I have all my toothbrush and all, all that stuff in there. So, Seatkeek and I, it's getting serious. We're also.
1: Time to get freaky.
0: <laughs> we're also brought to you by Roast Battle 2. We're taping this on a Friday morning. The first one was last night. It's on my DVR on Comedy Central. The people spoke. It's back. The four night event features top comedians getting verbally violent until just one is left standing. A star-studded lineup of judges, including Snoop Dogg, Sarah Silverman, Jerry- Jason Sudeikis, and the roast master, Jeffrey Ross. I watched. Yeah. Oh, you watched. A plus.
1: Yeah, I watched last night. I'm not going to ruin it. Um yeah. It's it's quite incredible. The only thing I will say is, uh, it is is uh, imp- impossible to describe how high Snoop Dogg is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it just doesn't seem humanly possible.
0: <laughs> well, it's a it's a fortnight battle you don't want to miss. They've already had one. Uh, the season finale, Sunday, January 29th, 10 o'clock. Every night it's 10 o'clock on Comedy Central. See who gets crowned the king or queen of cruelty. We are also brought to you by the ringer.com That's where I wrote a mailbag column. Today, Friday, it's up. Guess what? It's an all-Patriots mailbag. I obeyed all jinxing rules, House. All of them. Every single one of them. But I just had a lot of uh, a lot of Patriots emails. And you know what, House? When your team makes the Super Bowl seven times with the same QB and the same coach, you can do a mailbag about it, I think. Isn't that fair?
1: I think you're, you're, you're legally required.
0: Okay, good. Uh, and we're also brought to you by the Shack House Podcast, presented by Callaway, because guess what? The Shack House Podcast returned this week with hosts Joe House and Jeff Shackelford, and, uh, and you taped this before Tiger took a big poop on the golf course yesterday. Sorry about that. You okay?
1: That's oh, okay. We, we did a preview, and we uh, were both rooting for um, a good Tiger performance. He still has a chance. He played the harder of the two courses – Oh yesterday. god! You are the so,
0: all-time he, he, tiger he, he, apologist. It's unbelievable.
1: He, I, I am. It's, it's true. Like you, I hope you apologize for your back. son
0: this much. Much. Uh, I need a cat. I need a cat
1: in my life.
0: <laughs> Come on, just let him take all the PEDs. Come back, Tiger. Uh, all right. Remember, Brown is coming up later, but right now we are going to make up a ton of Carmelo trades because he is very, very, very available. Apparently, let's roll. Mm. Right. On the line, Joe House. It's been a while. How are you?
1: I love to be Friday Rolling at this time of the year. I know. The I know. Super Bowl is in front of us. The NBA is starting to get a little more interesting. College basketball is is hot and golf is back. So it's a nice time to be a sports fan.
0: It's great. How'd you do gambling wise with the NFL playoffs?
1: I uh, in the run-up to the playoffs, we knew I had a historical stink streak going. I thought that 2017 was going to be better. It has been seven and three against the spread in the playoffs. I got wrong. Um, the key, the, 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 the key was us bumping game. you.
0: Yeah, the key was us bumping you from the playoff podcast because your gambling was so bad. Had to have been. But now you've maybe you've earned a return. Who knows? Hey, we have a uh, we have a bunch of things to discuss. Both NBA. Okay. I guess they're not a bunch. They're two things. Do you want to quickly go over the Chicago Chicago Bulls who have had the biggest meltdown via social media in the history of the NBA this week? Let's talk about them quickly, and then I'm going to throw a shitload of Carmelo trades at you. But this Bulls thing, the Rondo Instagram post— I think was a watershed moment in NBA social media history. I mean, for me, like the Babe Ruth of great NBA social media moments was Ray Allen's tweet when he when all of a sudden that tweet went on the account <laughs> <laughs> talking about his penis. Oh, and the, it was so dirty. It was the dirtiest tweet anyone's ever done. It was up for 20 minutes and then he did the my account is hack thing. And it's it's the best. Please Google it. That's Babe Ruth for me. But this was like. Barry Bonds, maybe. It's just fantastic. What did you think when you read the Rondo post?
1: Well, first, an observation. I love that the NBA lets its players, you know, there's no, no real restrictions on social media yeah. um, around the players sort of openly talking about their own satisfaction with their own standing with their teams, criticizing their teams, their teammates, management, all of it. I love that uh, the NBA of the four leagues seems to, to, to be most accommodating because it has idiots like us talking on a Friday about what, you know, uh, Rondo. So Rondo's uh, Instagram was obviously his most blatant attempt to get them to wave him. I mean, yes. he's been trying for a while it's to a get them move. to wave him. But the thing is, he's been yeah, a good I, teammate. I, I, I totally he, agree.
0: Apparently, he's been a good teammate with the young guys. Everybody seems to agree on this. That And I guess if I'm Rondo, and this is sad, by the way. I mean, Rondo was a really great basketball player, and in 2010... Outplayed LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. He was a better player in that series, which is unbelievable. Um, and now, now I can't even figure out what team he would even go to. Like it, it's oh, I, you I, go through all that you go it, through the thirty teams. It's like who needs a point guard that can't
1: shoot? The, the Cavaliers could use him. Why? Why wouldn't he be good on the Cavs?
0: Because he can't shoot. Because basketball is played differently now.
1: They have a lot of shooters on the Cavs. The Cavs have, have have lots of options shooting-wise. Their problem is somebody with the ball to initiate playmaking.
0: So you think Rondo I don't know if Rondo
1: has any playmaking left, but...
0: So you think his goal is to get waved by the Bulls so then the Cleveland Cavaliers will pick him up?
1: I'm positive his goal is to get waved by the Bulls. That much is absolutely uh, irrefutable. I, I Cavs seem like a reasonable landing place to me.
0: What... Did you were you hoping at all last night that Dwayne Wade was going to fire back and we were going to have a full-fledged Instagram duel and then Gabriel Union was going to get involved and it was just going to keep going and going? I kept kind of refreshing my Twitter feed hoping it would happen, but it didn't.
1: It's not too late.
0: Yeah, maybe it's not. I love it. It and it's amazing to me with social media. And the fa- I mean, I know. I I'm a professional writer and have been for uh, two decades now. I don't trust myself with social media, and I, I would think I have a better ability to be like, "Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that," or "Oh, I should think about that for a second. I have trouble, so if you're like Boogie Cousins, it's like, it's, it's just it's so weird. Good. There's not more. There's not more incidents. It's, we should have a Rondo Instagram thing like every day.
1: <laughs> well, I, this again, I, I credit the league and the teams for letting the players. Freely express themselves. Well, we'll see it's how long that goes. Very engaging to us fans.
0: We'll see. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> they might have. They might pass some sort of rule that you're not allowed to blatantly tweet negative stuff about your team or Instagram or Facebook. Well,
1: and and do you think LeBron will will uh, adhere to that?
0: Can, I gotta say something about LeBron, who I think is the third greatest player of all time and is putting together the most incredible start to finish basketball career I've ever seen. Stop being such a baby. Just stop. You you have Kyrie you have Kyrie Irvin and Kevin Love on your team. Your owner traded for Cheney Fry and Kyle Corver. Your owner completely overpaid J.R. Smith. Your owner gave Tristan Thompson like an eighty million dollar deal. You have nine above-average rotation guys at worst on your team, and I'm including Richard Jefferson, who's like a nice ninth guy on a playoff team, you can't be like, oh, I, need, I need help. It's like, shut up. Well, I, you guys had bad luck. Stop more, bitching about it.
1: I, I couldn't be more on the other side of this. Really? <laughs> but I have a slightly, a slightly different um, take to it. And okay. this is, I read this in, in, in Kevin O'Connor. I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Are you aware that LeBron, as we sit here right now, this second, leads the league in minutes per game?
0: That's his coach's fault.
1: That is a crime. That's a. It's so his coach's Kyler fault. Should be should be put into into hoops jail for that. That's a I disaster. I know, but this that, is, that is.
0: It's been the case for since mid December. They've been doing that. He should not play more I mean, than thirty four minutes a game. He should play thirty four minutes a game.
1: That's gross negligence, what they're doing right now with him. It's the grind. The grind has him down. They, they, he, he can't go out there. You know, it's, We're right in the heart of the middle of the season. This is the time to get this man rest. What do, they, what do the Cavs think they're, they're accomplishing? What do they care? They're going to be the first seed or the second seed or the third seed. What's the point? What are they trying to do?
0: You, you're preaching the choir, and they're not going to get home court in the finals anyway against any of the West teams. I don't think it matters if they're two, three, four or five. Who cares? Like the 69 Celtics going way, way back. They were like the fourth seed that year and they just rested. Russell was the poor coach. He just took it easy that year because he knew he's like, oh, I'll show up for the playoffs. I think LeBron is kind of at that stage now where he should be thinking that way. I, I would, if I were him, I'd be playing 32 minutes a game and and yeah. no bat no like 4 and 5 nights none of that right. shit. Play like 68 Take games. Off. He's
1: That's it. Here's the and thing. get the bench galvanized a little bit. I know Smith is still out, right? Yeah, but, but you know, get these guys some minutes. Get Channing Frye some minutes. Get,
0: get K Felder a minute. K Felder should get some minutes. You know um I I don't totally understand why Ty Lu would do that, which makes me think LeBron's the one who wants to do that and that he's the one who's taking on these big minutes because you have so many other guys getting attention. And for the first time in his career, LeBron's been, you know, Harden, Westbrook, Durant are just getting way more attention. And then the unicorns are getting a lot of attention. And LeBron, when was the last time you had a LeBron conversation? So I I think he does this sometimes. When he's not the center of attention, he does little stuff like this.
1: But First of all, we had a LeBron conversation on Christmas when right. they it was great. Beat, beat the Warriors' ass, and that was three weeks ago, a month ago. So, uh, I, wait,
0: do you think there's any chance Dan Gilbert, who's worth like 17 dollars, and who's spent crazy amounts of money on LeBron, is at some point just can be like, "Look, LeBron, shut up, just shut up. I've done no. it all.
1: What more no. do you want from me?" No, I okay. don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, don't he think will he's going to ask. Look, look, he might ask. He, they might, you know, conspire. He might take him out on on the yacht. They might go down the Caribbean and let him recharge a little bit.
0: Well, let's talk about. I, I think this is a great segue into uh, the Carmelo trades. So, Ugh. I've been waiting for this moment <laughs> for the Knicks and Carmelo to just stare at each other in complete disgust and decide that it wasn't working. Porzingis is getting worse is the problem. And I watch a lot of the Knicks because I like Porzingis. He's he's deteriorated over the last five weeks. And that seems to happen when you're standing 25 feet from the basket watching Derrick Rose and Carmelo go one-on-one every play. At some point, that has yeah, not- a del- deleterious <laughs> effect on your game.
1: Not a coincidence.
0: Yeah. So... They have to do something, and then on top of it, you want to make the team worse because if you look at the standings, you know, the Brooklyn's the worst. Brooklyn's probably going to lock up that one that uh number one ping pong ball spot for the Celtics in case the, unless they make some a couple trades to try to make themselves better. Miami, I think, is going to be there. Deion Waiters has been trying to stave it off because Waiters Island got hot lately, but um, I think Miami will eventually be there. Riley, if Deion Waiters could put. If Dan Waiters keeps playing like this, I think Riley will, his car will blow up or something. Uh, Dallas, I think, is going to be involved. Phoenix. But, like, the Knicks really could go for that third ping pong ball spot if they wanted to. And I think it would start with Carmelo. And then you wave Derrick Rose. And you just do the full-fledged tank. It makes sense to me. It makes sense to you, correct?
1: What's it cost them to wave D-Rose? That's the part of it that feels like it's they just can't. Just get buy him out.
0: House. Just buy him out when you yeah. get to like mid February. At that point you're two thirds of the way through his deal. He makes like twenty million bucks, so it'd be like a seven million dollar buyout. Maybe you buy him out for five and he goes to somewhere. Or, you know, you think about maybe making a deal with Minnesota for Rubio, who who has just been terrible offensively, but is still a good defensive player. Has a couple years left on his deal. Rose played with Tibbs. Maybe Tibbs feels like he can save him. Who knows? but Derek Rose should now. if you're going to trade Carmelo, then get Derek Rose off the team too. All right. I'm going to throw trades at you. The first, I, now I know people think I throw the Celtics in every trade. I, I tried to keep it to a minimum this time, just because they're probably the best trade machine team in like five years. If the Warriors were the best team in the decade last year, then the Celtics are the best trade machine team. Just a, a slew of draft picks, uh, a slew of expiring contracts. anyway, there's a way for them to get Kevin Love. Assuming LeBron decides if I flip Kevin Love into Carmelo and some sort of bench piece, my team is better. Do you think he would come to that conclusion?
1: No. Okay. I I flatly think that uh they are not the, the Cavaliers are not going to move Kevin Love for for Melo. It's just too much.
0: I would also like to weigh in. I'd like to weigh in on this subject as well. I would not trade Kevin Love for Carmelo. I think Carmelo is a little bit on the downside now. I don't think he has the same lift in his legs. I don't think he can do it night after night. And I think he's got some bad habits now.
1: He's four years older. Yeah.
0: And I also wondered, does his game totally make sense with where basketball is going? The ball goes to him and it stops. And then I watch... 20 other teams on league pass and the ball goes to somebody and doesn't stop. And I wonder if he can adjust. I think LeBron and Chris Paul are the two guys who could make him not be like that, but I wouldn't give I up Kevin Love to find out. But with Me that either. said, here's, here's a Kevin Love trade for you that he ends up <laughs> on the Celtics. <laughs> uh, Kevin Love to the Celtics along with the Chris Anderson corpse, Carmelo Anthony, Terry Rogier, and Gerald Green. To the Cleveland Cavaliers, Amir Johnson, James Young, and Liggins expiring to the Knicks, and the Celtics float them uh, a couple of their of their good picks that are not the Brooklyn picks, and and the Knicks drop ten million in salary. So that that was what I was thinking to get Love to the. I think it would look something like that. But we both agree, do not trade Kevin Love for Carmelo Anthony. Correct? Yes. Okay. This next trade also has Carmelo Anthony and Kevin Love in it. It's a four-teamer: <laughs> Chicago Bulls, New York Knicks, Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Brooklyn Nets. I threw the Brooklyn Nets in because the Brooklyn's like 20, it's like they're like 18, 20 million under the cap. And I really want to see a, a Lopez Brothers reunion. I think it's really the only thing Brooklyn can do at this point is reunite the Lopez brothers. What else do they have? They don't have picks the next two years. What else would you do if you were them? You're not getting a free agent. No.
1: I, I, they play hard. They're interesting. You know, they're they're giving the folks uh, in Brooklyn an entertaining game. It seems like the, those young guys are playing hard.
0: They could have, they could have the Lopez brothers and that's what it. And give them a reality show on the Yes Network maybe make a little money back with that alright so Lopez goes to Brooklyn as part of this salary thing the Bulls get Tristan Thompson and then a bunch of expiring contracts Brandon Jennings Liggins Anderson McRae the Knicks get Kevin Love and they take on the Schumper and Meretic contracts Cleveland gets Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade oh yeah the banana boat is back fire it up <laughs> Get a bartender on the boat. And they also get Kyle O'Quinn and Bobby Portis. Would you do that trade if you were the Cavs?
1: I, I mean, just, if you're the Cavs, yes, right? That's I basically turned impressive.
0: in yeah, I turn I turned Kevin Love and Thompson and a couple scraps into Carmelo, Dwayne Wade, Kyle O'Quinn, and Bobby Portis. That's pretty I, good. I have no rebounding though. I have to go small, but I know I have to go small anyway because that's the only way I'm going to beat the Warriors.
1: I hey, still don't, you kind of
0: like that one. I, you want the banana I back. I, I, I,
1: I still think you, you just can't move love. The the price of love for Anthony is just too high.
0: I would keep Kevin Love.
1: But, but Mellow and, and D-Wade is just delicious on it's, that Cavs team.
0: It's an idiotic... Basketball trade, but it's a really yeah. fun basketball trade to have LeBron, Carmelo, and Wade. And then you know, like Kyrie and Chris Paul, that trade starts looking at itself a little bit, even though it's stupid. <laughs> the banana at this point, what else does LeBron have but to bring the banana boat back? He's already accomplished everything you'd ever want. He 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 came back from three to one to win Cleveland its first title in 42 years. Bring the banana boat back. All right. Here's a trade that I think could actually happen. So the Clippers are one of the two teams that need Mr. Anthony. Yeah. The Clippers are already yes, on the agree, record. Yeah. They are as saying, smartly, no DeAndre Jordan, no Blake Griffin, no Chris Paul in that trade, but everyone else we would do. So the Clippers get Carmelo Anthony and Gerald Green. Now, here's the problem with the Clips. They have to make a trade for Anthony, who makes $24.6 a year. Their contracts have to add up close to that because they can't take on any more money in any trade, right? So at that point, the three big contracts they have are Crawford makes thirteen million, Rivers makes eleven, and JJ Redick makes seven point four. So two of those three have to be in any trade that gets some Carmelo back. All right, so JJ Reddick doesn't make sense on the Knicks, right? What do they want him for? They're they're gonna be rebuilding. They don't need JJ Reddick, but he's still an asset. He's a guy that makes sense on some teams, like my Boston Celtics, maybe. So, yeah, I... JJ Reddick to the Celts, along with the Paul Pierce expiring contract, which makes me—I'm going to start crying. Hold on, I have tears coming out my eyes. Bryce Johnson, Diamond Stone, Celtics take all those guys. Knicks get Amir Johnson expiring, Austin Rivers, who I kind of like, makes 11 million a year, three-year contract. He's only like 22, 23 and I I think he's an above average guard. I don't think he's an above average starter, but I think he's an above average third guard. And then the Knicks will get Terry Rogier, James Young and some future pick from the Clippers, I would guess. Would you do that trade if you were all three teams?
1: So I don't hate it. I I really like the idea of JJ Redick to the Celtics and and you know adding in Pierce is is a is a pretty nice uh uh t- turn of trade there. Um the 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 piece of it that I wonder for the Knicks, I mean, it's 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 garbage for the Knicks. So it means right. they're really committed to 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 getting down there into that like you know five four five six ping pong ball range.
0: It's a self sabotage. Right? Yeah, you get a future pick, get a couple of guards with potential, and you get Carmelo off your team, and you get Porzingis more shots. It doesn't seem like enough, but I do. there's some variation of that where the Celtics get involved and Redick and Pierce go to Boston. There's pieces. And the thing with the Celtics, people always talk about the Brooklyn picks, that first of all, they're not trading this year's Brooklyn pick. I am telling you right now, that pick will not be traded because you can't because there's two superstars in the draft. And they're going to have a, a basically like a 37% chance of getting Lonzo Ball or Markel Fultz. Can't trade the pick, but you could trade. You know, they have a future Clippers pick that becomes unprotected in a couple of years. They have a future Grizzlies pick that's really nice. They have the two first round picks that they stashed last year, uh, French Draymond Green, and then a center who everybody really likes. The uh, some seven foot plus center that I can't remember his name, but they like they everybody likes that guy. And then they have their own pick next year. Like they have assets that they could trade without the Brooklyn pick. All right, here is a four teamer. This is a better destination for JJ Reddick. I'm actually very proud of this trade. I think it's one of my best ones. It's nice to see Picasso can still paint. Carmelo to the Clippers. JJ Reddick to the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Knicks get Anthony Morrow's expiring, Cameron Payne, Bryce Johnson, last year's pick. Tate used to like Bryce Johnson? Of oh, Tate's excited. And Jeremy Grant, the guy that Oklahoma City got. The Brooklyn Nets get involved here because they have Capra, and what do they care? They get Austin Rivers for free. They get Paul Pierce back. They just wave him. The Celtics pick him up. So basically, Oklahoma City would be turning Payne, Grant, and a contract into J.J. Redick.
1: This and is that, my favorite of all the ones that you yeah, sent Yeah, this
0: me. is a good you, trade.
1: You sent me six. This is my favorite. This is the fairest for everybody involved, and it's easy to come up with a good explanation for why each team would be motivated to do this.
0: Right. And then the clips basically turn Bryce Johnson, Austin Rivers, Pierce and Reddick in a Carmelo, which you do every time. And Reddick, I think, Reddick's a free agent after the season, too. Uh, The big loser in this trade is J.J. Reddick, who has to watch Russell Westbrook shoot 30 times a game and probably will want to uh, probably disappear. I'll go MIA.
1: You know what? I bet. Uh, Rusty would share the ball. I honestly think that Reddick and and Oladipo and and, uh, Rusty would be a pretty neat um, and formidable small ball lineup. I'd I'd be very intrigued to see the three of them on the floor at the same time.
0: Well, they'd certainly be better. Unfortunately, Enos Cantor broke his arm yesterday punching a chair, so that was a problem. He's out for six to eight weeks, which means he's out for ten weeks. All right, another trade. Sacramento Kings involved here. That's the third team. Sacramento is interesting because they have Rudy Gay, who just blew out his Achilles. He only makes thirteen million this year. It's a player option, so if he opts in next year, you get Rudy Gay, assumingly, assuming that he's healthy, which he should be. Wesley Matthews came back in eight months from an Achilles, so if he opts into that contract next year, you've Rudy Gay at thirteen million. That's good. Rudy Gay is an yeah. above-average rotation guy, or he opts out, and that becomes an expiring contract. So Clippers get Carmelo. Knicks get Rudy Gay, JJ Reddick, and Willie Colley Stein. And Sacramento gets Austin Rivers, Paul Pierce's contract, and Diamond Stone just to make everything work. So basically, they turn Willie Colley Stein and Gay's contract, whatever that is, into Austin Rivers. And if you watch the Kings, they actually need a guard who can score and create his own shot. I don't mind this trade either okay. because so if Reddick goes to the Knicks, they can then flip him. You know that's just an asset. You don't keep Reddick, but you you put him in another trade. No,
1: I think this is the nixiest deal because <laughs> of of Gay and Reddick, right? I mean, they they love to get vets in there, right. uh, known known quantities. And I think Cauley Stein in a lineup with Zinger and Hernan Gomez, uh, yeah. you know, that, that's not terrible, right? That's a I agree. Tough um, little triumvirate there, a little front court. And the only thing, piece about it um, that I hesitate on is, is Austin Rivers enough for the Kings? We were in violent agreement that the Kings need a playmaker at, at point guard, right. you know, somebody that's really going to be able to set up uh, that offense. They've would you put Crawford? Would you
0: rather have Crawford or Austin Rivers?
1: Austin Rivers just because he's, he's so much younger.
0: Because he's 25 years younger? Yes. I like the thought of Kali Stein and Porzingis together. I think it would be very hard to get – Any shot within six feet. Tate, would you want to drive the hole against Porzingis and Kolarstein? Yeah, Tate says no. And Tate will take it to the rack against anybody. So I don't mind that trade, and I like the thought of Sacramento getting a guard. All right, uh, two more. There's one more that you know of, and then there's a mystery one that is my all-time favorite trade and the one where I have solved. I've solved the Carmelo trade. You're going to be so happy you're going to have to take a walk. All right, here's the last. This is the official banana boat trade. Yeah. Cleveland gets Carmelo, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Paul. All the same trade. (laughs) And Bobby Portis is a throw-in. The Clippers get Kyrie Irving and J.R. Smith. They have to take J.R. Smith as the Kyrie Irving tax. The Knicks get Kevin Love, Austin Rivers, and Michael Carter Williams. And the Bulls get Tristan Thompson, and they have to take Iman (laughs) Shumpert's contract and Brandon Jennings expiring. I would say the Bulls would be the one that might not do this because... You'd be turning Wade into Thompson and Schumpert, but maybe, who knows? Maybe they want to get Wade out of there. Uh the Clippers are would be the big winners getting turning Chris Paul into Kyrie, basically. I mean, you do that every time. But I don't think this trade will happen, but I'm just this is the only way I could figure out that we could get LeBron, Carmelo, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Paul all on the same team. Would the internet break if this trade happened? We'd think the Russians did I, it, but I, it would actually be this trade.
1: I'm going to give you a pat on the back. You you really did uh, uh, outdo yourself a, you. on the trade machine. Thank uh, you. you. know, coming up with this one and you can. There's a way to talk yourself into it. It's <laughs> not preposterous. It's not the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Thank you. It it's hilarious. It would break the internet. There's no scenario in which it's going to happen. But it's you know you can come up with the logic.
0: All right, here it is. Here it is. Here's the. You know what? To the one I up, haven't seen. To build up suspense, let's say hello to one of our sponsors before this trade. That's how good it is. We I want I want to have this trade sponsored. House. Let's talk about food. Let's I can't tell you to stop wasting money on expensive takeout because that's your thing, that's what you do. But I do think I mean
1: like the fifty bucks I spent on Popeyes last night?
0: Yeah. You're gonna you are who you are. But I also think yeah. you could sign up with Blue Apron because For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron will deliver you all the fresh ingredients you need for a delicious home-cooked meal. They have the highest standards for ingredients. They built a community of home chefs that has no rival. Why don't I read you some of the food options they have in January? Maybe they'll they'll see if you get hungry. Yes. Seared pork chops, you like those?
1: Love those.
0: Well, they they like to put the seared pork chops with farro and cranberry chutney. They have spaghetti mm. squash marinara with mushrooms and garlic knots. And then, Wonderful. I know you love shrimp. I've seen you eat dozens of shrimp. Oh. Spicy shrimp Come on. and Korean rice cakes with cabbage and furakaki. Ooh. And I guess might, what? I
1: might have to go for Asian lunch today.
0: Listen, listeners, since I'm giving you the Carmelo trade that solves the Carmelo trade sweepstakes, right now you can get your first three Blue Apron meals for free with free shipping. Just go to blueapron.com/slash-bs. Blue Apron—it's a better way to cook. All right, Rembert's here. I'm here. Rembert doesn't know what we're talking about. Rembert Brown is in the house, but all right, here's the here's the trade house. You ready? I'm ready. I wish we had a roll. Tate Tate's the most excited I've ever heard him. <laughs> this trade is so loud. Li- uh, Rembert's putting Falcon stuff all over my couches. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony to the Philadelphia Sixers. Hmm. For Arion Ilisova's expiring and Jaleel Okafor and that's it. Carmelo goes to Philly. It's like how how close is New York and Philly? What is that? Like an hour?
1: Very close. Hour? Hour on the train.
0: Yeah. that's right if he wants to stay in New York great. Playing Philly, he gets to be the leader of the process. All of a sudden now they have Carmelo Anthony, Joe Embiid, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. They're going to have a couple more lottery picks. They're going to have Dario Saric, TJ McConnell. That's a good team. That team's going to make the playoffs. Would you want to play the Sixers in the playoffs with Joel Embiid and Carmelo Anthony? I know I wouldn't. What do you think of that trade? I think I, I won the I won the trade machine. That's it.
1: I, I like the idea of it. The only thing that, that gives me pause is... Carmelo, over his his tenure, has not been the kind of guy that, that likes to share the limelight. He hasn't been very good about, you know, sharing uh, what about notoriety the or, or 2012 celebration. 2012 Olympics? 2016 Olympics? Totally different. Totally different. When he's on a team, he wants to be the undisputed team leader. He wants to be the focus, and he wants all the media. He wants all of it. He's, he's only willing to share some nuggets. He, he, he did that to, to Linsanity. He drove Linsanity out of New York. He did it to poor Amari Stoudemire. Stoudemire was going to be the uh, uh, comeback player of the year. Carmelo popped that bubble. I just worried about Mello with those youngsters.
0: So you're saying Carmelo's a bad person. That's, that's my <laughs> takeaway. Carmelo's a bad human being who can't play nice with others. That's, that's what you just said.
1: <laughs> I'm not going that far. I didn't say any of those the things. The process. Joel Embiid. have a strong track record, though, of, of being a nurturer. Have you, have you ever thought of Melo as a nurturer, as a mentor? Yes.
0: That's remember Brad. When <laughs> Remember, what do you think of Carmelo Anthony of the Sixers for Iryna Elisova and Julia Lokofor, which would give Philly the following starting lineup? Okay. In crunch time, Joel <laughs> Embiid, Nerlens Noel, Carmelo Anthony, Ben Simmons, and that and little T.J. McConnell. That's like that's in a playoff series playing like your Hawks. You're a little scared of that team.
2: That's like a that's like a, a really semi terrifying AAU basketball team. Yeah, that has, the process that has no discipline but might make it <laughs> to the quarterfinals just off of this, like swag alone.
0: And here's the thing if it, doesn't, if it doesn't work this season, which it's not like they're going to win the title with it, but it would be way more fun and it would give them a better chance in the playoffs, then just trade them in the offseason.
2: That's a team that. Because he
0: waived his no trade clause. At that point, he, start, he can do whatever you want with them.
2: That's a team that accidentally takes a good team seven games in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And, and then gets blown out by 40 in game seven.
0: One minute left, down one, and they have Carmelo and Joel Embiid on the floor. Ah. Uh.
2: Takes I'm a little scared. <laughs> I'm terrified. <laughs>
0: they're running pick and roll.
2: Joel's popping out for a 25 foot three. Everyone thinks they're the best player in the league. Every, it's ISO everyone.
0: Here's the thing Carmelo has never been really in a situation with a fun team where the fans love them. Like he had Denver for eight years. The most fun team they had was like George Carl coaching, Sourpuss, Kenyon Martin, J.R. Smith, Chauncey. Like, they went to the conference finals, but I don't think anybody would be like, man, that was a fun team. Same thing with the Knicks. They had that one fun season when they shot all the threes with, like, J.R. Smith and Tyson Chandler. I'm not telling my grandkids about that team, but Carmelo leading the process?
2: Oh. I mean, I Carmelo, as, Carmelo was kind of like a leader mentor during the Olympics because all his boys— decided not to do the Olympics so it was just right. Carmelo and a bunch of kids and yeah. he, he seemed to take cuz Olympics Mello is like one of the one of the better basketball players so maybe this could be like a NBA version of of the Olympic team
0: Car, Carmelo won won Twitter during the Olympics
2: yeah he was great
0: people loved it
2: he became like John Carlos junior
0: John Carlos Tommy Smith Carmelo they're all, yeah i mean that so you you're against it house
1: well, I, I don't have any proof that Olympic Carmelo will play in the NBA. I mean, that's the only thing that I'd be Holy worried about. Up. I love the narrative, and they're only six games out of the eighth slot right now. They have three games in hand. No, they're, so they're, it's they're closer like than six. not at this stage.
0: They're like th- four back in the loss column, right?
1: Yeah, oh, four back in the loss column.
0: Tate reminds us that, uh, that Colangelo is running the Sixers, Ooh. Carmelo's Olympic buddy. Who could convince Carmelo to come to the Sixers? I bet Jerry Colangelo could.
2: I feel like Carmelo's the person that prevents that Sixers team from having uh, a boat photo like the Giants team. (laughs) Carmelo's like, no, guys, go to sleep.
0: Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. I've been
2: on that boat before.
0: Joelle, stay away from her.
2: don't, Don't go on that boat.
0: You know, the other thing with this, one of my favorite subplots this year is that, like, two years ago, the Kings and Sixers made this stupid trade where the Kings cleared all this cap space so they could sign, like, Rajon Rondo and Marco Bellinelli. Oh, yeah. And they gave up a first-round pick and then a pick swap and Nick Stauskas. So there's a pick swap this year, the Sixers and Kings, and it's top 10 protected. But if the Kings are like 11 and the Sixers are 18, the Sixers get to swap <laughs> picks with them. And all the Kings fans are going to be like, well, at least we're the lottery. Wait, what? What happened to our pick? So, uh, all right, let's talk about Quicken Loans really quickly. A proud supporter of the Bill Simmons podcast when it comes to the big decision of choosing A mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust who has your best interest in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you will get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get a mortgage approval within minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure you get the mortgage solution Solution. solution That's right for you. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank. Skip the waiting. Go completely online at quickenloans.com slash Bill Simmons. Go to that URL. quickenloans.com slash Bill Simmons. Equal housing lender, lender. License in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number. Thirty thirty, and also since we're here earlier this month, CES wrapped up. CES is an incredible trade show. We sent a couple of ringer there, ringer people there actually. All the big tech companies unveil their newest innovations at CES. At CES, it's like seeing the future in front of your eyes. And one of our beloved sponsors was there, Simply Safe Home Security. They had one of the most talked-about products at the show: the new Simply Safe security camera. It connects to the sensors in your alarm system. So if an intruder tries to break in, the camera will automatically start recording. And then, not only will simply say call the police, you'll have actual evidence. So when the police arrive, you can say, here's the guy, or girl, who knows who it'll be. But it's truly incredible. Plus, you can check in at home anytime, anywhere, just live stream HD footage directly to your smartphone and stare at your house or apartment Looking for intruders. You can do that all day if you want. If you want to see for yourself what Simply Safe's brilliant technology can do for your home, please go to simplysafebs.com today and you'll even get my special 10% discount that goes to any listener of this podcast. Again, simplysafebs.com. That's Simply Safe with two eyes. Thanks to Simply Safe for the support. All right, back to Joe House and Remember Brown. All right, House. Um, Rembert's team and my team are playing in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you're aware. Well,
1: you mean me and House's team.
0: Oh, you're House, you're, you've adopted the Falcons?
1: <laughs> I publicly, I tweeted out immediately after the, the Pats won. I'm, ro- I'm riding with the, the Falcons this year. That's my boy, Joe House. House,
2: House eats nine So in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> That's right.
0: Rembert judged House eats three.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, I still go to therapy.
0: The bucket is right
2: there. I'm still, I still, have, I need to bill you for that.
0: Here's my first question, Ram. I mentioned this in the mailbag today, and I don't know if it's right or not, but I, I was saying if the Falcons beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, that has to be hands down the greatest moment in Atlanta sports history, right? Like hands down, it's not even so not even a conversation.
2: So I went through, I, I found some slideshow. That had I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Yeah, like the thirty greatest Atlanta sports moments. Yeah, and four of them were like when other teams did things in Atlanta venues. It's like when Florida won, oh, like the Larry dope. Bird's sixty point game. Yeah, I'm like this is not. A, or wait, one of them. Sorry, one of them was Dan Uggla's thirty three game hit streak. I was like, oh god, really? this is dark.
0: So what is the number <laughs> one moment right now?
2: It's the, it's the Braves win the World Series, 95.
0: That was the worst World Series anyone won. <laughs> Everyone
2: hated that series. I, uh, I didn't. It was like the <laughs> asterisk post-lockout.
0: I, po- I mean, it was like nobody even wanted to watch baseball that year.
2: But that's our only championship, so it's default number one.
0: But that's so sad. So but, what's number two?
2: What's number two?
0: Yeah, literally number two.
2: Um, literally number two is probably...
0: Michael Vick getting s- released from jail? Oh, that's, that's too soon, that's, too soon. That's,
2: I'm right here. <laughs> Georgia Tech? Uh, the, 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 the Georgia Tech run to the finals against UConn was amazing. Wow, pretty I was, good. I, I was the only kid in my school to, it was the only time I've ever won the pool, I bet, against Tech in the smart. finals smart move so i was like if tech wins that's great if tech loses, the kids in my high school they didn't understand hedging your bets
0: so that's in conversation for number two georgia tech losing in the ncaa finals <laughs>
2: <laughs> i mean a lot of people a lot of people put like the 96 olympics up there but i think that yeah the, 96 the olympics you- is the reason for our curse right because we did something uh, clearly I mean, nefarious to get the olympics oh well there was a bomb also a, yeah, a, le- well, that, a legend
0: A legend Well
2: <laughs> I mean the bomb went no, <laughs> the No it was an alleged bomb The, bomb, but, bomb. They the, were the real
0: Richard bomb. Jewell Yeah um, So what was the nefarious stuff? There I, was some bribery?
2: No I, It's just like At the time It's just like You look at the cities that got Like this was Before places like Sochi Yeah I like, got the Olympics Oh I, feel like, I see where you like, got It was just like And the winner is Atlanta and, and I feel like half the world was like Where's that? Right But We got it And It is one of the reasons our city like blew up because it became like a transportation hub and everything like that. But it's also like, I don't really know how we got those Olympics. And I feel like we like sold our soul to the devil. You don't really
0: have a downtown.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it also like just from a pure urban planning, um, state, uh, or point of view, they kind of had to, you know, in order to clean up the city, they had to kind of like tear down a lot of projects and do a lot of, Not so great things to get Atlanta where it needed to be visually Mm. by the Olympics that weren't exactly the the friendliest things to this to the city of Atlanta. So you know, I'm trying to
0: think, House. What are your three memories of the Atlanta Olympics? I remember Kerry Strug. You can do it, Kerry.
2: (laughs) You can do it.
0: I remember that. I remember Michael Johnson.
2: Yep. Yeah.
0: I remember uh, a really dissatisfying basketball experience.
2: Oh, yeah, that was... With a
0: team that I didn't like very much. um, I remember... What else? Anything? I'm sure we're forgetting something, but the fact that none of this is jumping off the top of my head is probably a problem. House...
1: I mean, I don't want to be a dick. There was a bomb. Yeah, that... I remember.
0: Yeah, House points out, like, the the tragedy of the bombing was probably everybody's, like, go-to memory of that, which is horrible.
2: Oh, uh, Muhammad Ali. Oh, Muhammad Ali and the Torch. The Torch.
0: Yeah, Sure So greatest talks Did moment Did you say sure? No, no, I, I forgot about that one <laughs> Sure so,
2: Sure That's so rude
0: Greatest talks moment ever Is The duel ne- Neek and Bird Is that I, number one?
2: I think Spud Webb winning the dunk contest Over top of <laughs> is number one Or maybe uh, Paul Millsap making another all-star game
0: I know, Congratulations
2: all four words he's spoken yeah. in the last four All Star games. The
0: fans wanted him over Joel Embiid. Sorry. Who wants to see Joel Embiid in the All Star game? Oh, everybody.
1: Best yeah, Falcon. This feels like a psychotherapy session, by the way. For Rem? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean going through this list is very depressing.
0: I know. Well that's the thing. It's like people don't understand.
1: Oh, um the the
2: Falcons did make the Dirty the, Bird. The, the Super Bowl. And I, I do remember I was at
0: you beat the Mi- Minnesota. That's that's your yes. That's got to be your second greatest yes. moment. Gary
2: Anderson. Gary Anderson yeah. missed field goal. He had missed one all season.
0: Juggernaut Minnesota missed team. one,
2: and then R. Anderson, Morton Anderson, kicked one in overtime. I remember everything about that yeah. day. But you
0: were like what ten?
2: Yeah, I was at I was eleven. I was at a tennis tournament in Augusta, Georgia, and they post they paused the tournament? Ooh. So everyone could crowd Falcons? around this little TV. Yeah, and everyone watched uh, Morton Anderson make the field goal, and then.
0: Wow, so not, that's good. That's number two.
2: That's big. Dirty Bird, Jamal Anderson.
0: You weren't an old enough. House yeah. remembers this. Georgia Tech had a basketball team that we loved in college, that we just yeah. flat out loved. Is that the Kenny Anderson team. Kenny Anderson when yeah, he had his when he was throwing one hundred and two miles an hour, he was just the best. Such a fun point guard. D. Scott
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Brian Oliver. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then. And they had a couple good. They had one like ESPN classic game that went into overtime. It might have been against LSU. I can't remember, but I just remember I love that team. So that's got to be up there. Yeah,
2: I mean, also Tech Tech has like, always has like some sneaky good play Like like that you forget went to Tech like Bosh. Right. Went to Tech. Right. Like that's like I forget that all the time. Um, so I someone else I was just thinking Marbury. about. Oh yeah, Marbury.
0: Marbury went to Georgia Tech. Oh yeah. I didn't remember that.
2: Oh yeah. These are, like, but I think after one Something's year, it was like, shady? we got to get Mar- Marbury out of Atlanta. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like Atlanta wasn't ready for Marbury; it wasn't the other way around. It's like Atlanta's like we have to get this kid they're out like, of here. You're
0: ready for the draft. You should go.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: well, that's that's pretty grim. No hockey memories.
2: No. Uh, we're, you, about a, we're about to get we're about to get an MLS team. Oh, that's good. That's big.
0: Nothing like nothing like 107 degree humid <laughs> soccer.
2: Well, they're playing. The first season, I was told, in the Georgia Tech Stadium, which makes it even better for fans who are mad about the Braves moving out to the suburbs. Smart. It's like, okay, you know what? Forget the Braves. Like we, we will root for our new soccer team for one year until we forget that it exists. What
0: do we think of the MLS in Atlanta? It sounds like a like a sociology experiment.
2: Yeah, it it sounds like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it it literally sounds like someone's thesis. <laughs> it's like what happens if we miss soccer, professional soccer? It's
1: a PhD thesis.
0: <laughs> uh, Gucci mates going to every game.
2: <laughs> oh, the, the I guarantee that first game, like the like, there's going to be like a, a procession of rappers it's
0: that'd like, be phenomenal like
2: two chains in the new mls but that would kit be,
0: that would be the best thing that ever happened to the mls if the I, atlanta rap scene embraced the new mls team
2: i'm telling you if if atlanta decides to win things it it could always be the best thing that happens to that sport <laughs> It's just like we haven't won much so but like if atlanta became a good uh, became a soccer city yeah that could potentially save men's soccer
0: do you think Gucci Mane getting out of jail Proposing to his girlfriend on the Hawks jumbotron, releasing three albums, and just everything that's happened—if you look at that as like the turning point for Atlanta and Atlanta sports—that might be that's where it flipped, right?
2: Did I did I did I tell you that I I missed that game by an I hour? know you missed
0: it you you got delayed on a flight right that would have been the greatest moment of your life thanks
2: Delta I got like as a as a sign of like friendship to a lot of my friends from home I figured out a way to like get us all in a suite yeah and then. But I was the only one not in Atlanta. I was coming home right. for Thanksgiving and my flight got delayed 4 hours and when I landed I was like concerned about like what was happening in the game and my friends were like, "Well, you missed the game." But 4 minutes before the game ended, Gucci man pr- uh, proposed on the kiss cam. And I almost.
0: And you said, "Just shoot me in the head." Uh, I was
2: just like, "I'm done." Just shoot me. W- why? Why live?
0: I don't want to live anymore after this. And the
2: best part is, he didn't get on his knee. He just kind of like leaned over a little bit, right? And was just like, "You want this ring?"
0: So since that happened, the Hawks. So that had, was the, that was, the that, Hawks had a nice half decent playoff run. Then they signed Dwight Howard.
2: No, that was no that that happened like Thanksgiving.
0: Oh yeah, I screwed up. Yeah, yeah. No, but say, I'm sorry. Since Gucci Man got out of jail.
2: Oh, since he got out of jail, yes.
0: Hawks half decent playoff run but then they bring Dwight Howard home which was fun on paper I don't think he's infected the team yet the Braves
2: yeah, I think he maybe is maybe he got the antibiotic or something oh you think maybe, they, maybe
0: I, he's they have the center of disease control <laughs> fixing,
2: I mean, the fixing CD, him in the locker room the CDC is based in Atlanta <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm just saying like he hasn't done you know he was I, I saw your semi-rude uh tweet about uh, Dwight being front row at the Falcons' NFC Championship
1: game.
0: Yeah, I thought that was bad luck. House, didn't um, you think that was bad luck, Dwight Howard? Why do you want Dwight Howard on the sidelines?
1: I, I like the idea of cross-team support. So yeah. I, okay. Even with guys right, who with, with smell, smelly histories, mm. I like cross-team support. Yeah.
2: So, Gucci's out of jail. He, like, got—somehow, is like, the first person to ever get— Like new veneers in jail Because his teeth look beautiful I know Day one There's
0: like a red from Shawshank in there That's like Gucci I got some veneers for you I'm gonna smuggle them in
2: And uh, he ends up on a song that went number one So he got his first number one single
0: He did a podcast with me That was one of my favorites of 2016 I saw a
2: picture of a parking spot With a cone in it With a sign that said Gucci Man in this lot uh, Which is a top five of my life Yeah, Uh, that was great uh, Atlanta comes out is good,
0: yeah. So, when did Atlanta come out?
2: That came, that came out in the fall, uh, um, yeah. It was a, like July, yeah. yeah Atlanta show. show
0: that house, like almost just thumbed his nose at for a month. I hate to say no, it. no, no, oh, no,
2: like no. When I, he said I,
1: sure about Muhammad Ali, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was equivalent to that. I said sure about Muhammad Ali. I didn't thumb my nose at Atlanta, I, I needed to build it in. It, it's not in you know, I'm at a stage in my life where I have to, to create TV time.
0: Well, uh, so then Atlanta wins
1: a- the, the room to watch it uninterrupted.
0: Atlanta wins a Golden Globe. Atlanta becomes the coolest show of the last couple of years.
2: Paperboy is the top ten song of the year. <laughs>
0: Paperboy. <laughs> Donald Glover gets into Star Wars
2: and is in Spider Man.
0: And then, and then the Falcons. Matty Ice, who Rembert has just disparaged on Twitter,
2: I've said i am
0: disparaged him. We're gonna we're we're gonna have we have we're working on something that will. Uh, from a video standpoint. It's called atoning we'll like, for your sins. Yeah. We're all, remember We're all, all grownups here. Lots of mean tweets about Matt Ryan. People
2: just think on the internet you can just say anything about yeah. anyone is never going to come back. You learned
0: some valuable lessons. I've,
2: learned, I've grown up a lot since he stopped being bad.
0: So now the Falcons are in the Super Bowl. Oh, and also,
2: re- also, sorry. Also, when Donald Glover won his Golden Globe, he shouted out Migos Oh yeah, there's who,
0: been a, a, uh, Amigos is going uh, mainstream. Who then
2: the next day had a number one single, <laughs> right. and like, it was just like, like the, the synergy. Yeah, Donald Trump um, insulted John Lewis, and then John Lewis's books all sold out on Great. Amazon. It's was... every, everything is happening right now. <laughs> like Bill, I know you want your team to win, I but know. it there if for us if we if after all of this yeah if it doesn't happen now. Just shut, I think just, you guys should shut down the city
0: So Rem thinks that there's a chance Because they're knocking down the Georgia Dome In a month and a half
2: Yeah, they're like, very soon
0: Rem thinks there's a chance that they might knock down the Georgia Dome After the Falcons win the Super Bowl If they win it I, I, That might be where the post-game bonfire is going to be
2: I, I'm going to go find the eternal flame <laughs> From the 96 Olympics And just throw it into the Dome just the, the, It's
0: a party at the Georgia Dome
2: This is Earth's greatest bonfire I uh, just hope it doesn't spread into the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium.
0: How how does this all sound to you?
1: It sounds 100%. I mean, <laughs> I'm there. I already jumped on board the Atlanta bandwagon without knowing all of these factors that are at play, all the momentum, the zeitgeist, the Atlanta zeitgeist. Yes. but I, nice and, and I was there because of Mary Max tea room. I mean, let's just be honest. Let's be it. honest. That's my favorite. That's my favorite fried chicken in the South. It's so I mean, good. I haven't been to Memphis or anything like that, but I'm just saying uh, in, in terms of Atlanta, that's my spot. Next time I go so to Mary Max, I'm,
2: I'm going to sneak in a photo of you just like thumbtack it against the wall. Like in the, men's, <laughs> in the men's bathroom next to like the advertisement for like, we'll do karaoke at your son's bar mitzvah. Just that's where pic- I belong. <laughs> picture, in the men's yes. bathroom.
0: House, they open Augusta's Fried Chicken in L.A. if you're making your pro-con list about whether you ever wanted to move to L.A.
1: You heard me. It's, a, it's definitely a pro. I'm i thought it the
2: pro <laughs> That is hard stuff.
0: <laughs> it's very stealth. It's on the corner of Crenshaw and Pico. And it's always packed. And it's almost like Fight Club. Nobody's talking about it. But it's there. And it's delicious. Like and they have pie. So, Falcons. First of all, you asked me yesterday, come on, if the Falcons beat the Pats, you'd be happy for me. The answer is no. You said, I wouldn't you said be happy.
2: No, you said no to my face.
0: No. Why would I be happy that my team lost the Super Bowl? Like 19 years from now, I might be like one percent happy for you, but not anytime in the next. This is like, this is it. The, it everything has led to Goodell giving Brady that trophy. This isn't even about football. on the podium. This isn't about, it's not football. about football anymore. <laughs>
2: this isn't about football. It's
0: the revenge. This is John Wick. They killed his dog.
2: My my favorite thing about this is there have been. I've read some stuff trying to uh, create this like, Boston Atlanta Falcons Patriots rivalry, which just doesn't exist. No,
0: they, they, there's nothing. My favorite. There's the, a Celtics Hawks bad blood for like a second.
2: It's like the, the Pat's rivalry. It's like it's like good versus evil, like NFL versus Patriots. Like Atlanta's not even in the equation. And right. for Atlanta, it's like we don't even like people in Atlanta probably don't even we don't even know about Gate. We don't even know right. where Boston is. No. We have no idea. Wh- you definitely would want to go there. We have no idea where this region is. We're just like, we just want to win. I
0: think what this Super Bowl, what makes it special is two fan bases that literally have nothing in common. It's in great. In any way, shape, or form. It's great. They listen to completely different music. They've had different life experiences. There's just nothing. The food is different. We and- have like the Dropkick Murphys. You have like Gucci <laughs> Mane.
1: <laughs> the North against the South. We have
0: clam Chowder and you have... Like, like all like, the great, like, we don't food. even like
2: really have good insults to one another. It's just like no, like, like there's like there's, it's can, like from
0: two separate planets. It's, it's, great. it's like if we're you know, it,
2: so I'm 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 into that. Uh, I think that I love a world in which we like, got rid of like the Seattle fan base. Like we knocked out the Seattle fan base, which is just insufferable. And,
0: Have they officially become insufferable? Then oh, what are the Pats fans?
2: P- Pats fans are just like NFL fans. Like Seattle fans oh, are like, nice. like <laughs> Thank Se- you. Seattle fans are like fans that like bought like eighteen different people that live in San Francisco that bought eighteen different Curry jerseys three years ago, and they're like, "We uh, love sports." I love this. This is great. I can't. I can't handle Seattle sports fans. I House, can't. did
0: you know that? The Saints Falcons rivalry is like way greater than anybody realizes because we have Micah Peters, who writes for The Ringer.
2: It's very real.
0: Who is from Louisiana and a huge Saints fan, and like he detests the Falcons.
2: He can't. Like I, like, I hate.
0: And you guys hate that and you guys hate the Saints, but he goes. Why? his goes deeper. Well, because it's always Why been an that? NFC South rivalry. Well, but then it's
2: NFC South, but it's also just like the. There's there's a lot of people from Atlanta that live in New Orleans, and there's a lot of people from New Orleans that live in Atlanta, and that got even more intense post Katrina because a lot of people from New Orleans ended up in Atlanta and stayed and then at sporting games, especially Falcons games, it was just it, it just got like ugly.
0: Yeah, I wanna make sure I get this right. Rowdy White sent a tweet about oh, Katrina God. five years ago and there was already a lot of Katrina Falcon Saints Bad Blood. Yeah. Uh, and then Roddy White did this tweet and that's over everything else why Micah hates the Falcons. Yeah,
2: I mean R- Roddy White, it's like those things where the thoughts and views of so and so don't represent blah 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 blah. Right. Like I have to I have to say that every time I talk about Roddy White at Roddy White TV. Uh, <laughs>
0: here I'll just give you Roddy White's apology house. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really didn't say anything about the hurricane, but they took it that way. <laughs> I wasn't trying to say anything mean about the city. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah, but, it's, it's not. So it's, there's a lot of Katrina-fueled hatred between the Saints and Falcons who they had this NFC South thing anyway, but it's like one of the most underrated rivalries.
2: It's a, it's a great rivalry. It's a really
0: good one. I had no idea. I, I, I follow football. I love football. I had no idea the Saints and Falcons hated each other. The,
2: the, the thing that I... The game I always cite as the, one of the most unfair sporting events of all time is the Falcons had to play the Saints the first game back in the Superdome. Yes. And I was like, that's in
0: Gleason in the documentary, I was like, which is no, terrific. There's
2: no god on earth that'll let us win this game, right?
0: Gleason got the black uh, black punt in that game, yeah.
2: and I was like, I was like, I can't, I you can't even, I couldn't even cheer for the Falcons in that game.
0: Did you see Gleason? Yeah. House, did you see Gleason?
1: I
2: haven't seen it yet.
0: It's devastating. Yeah, it's really, really. Like you don't good. you
2: don't go and do anything afterwards. Like you don't like go to a right. party.
0: No, no. You just kind of you just kind of walk around. I put it on for my wife, and she had no idea what it was about, and she thought it was like a football documentary. <laughs> and yeah, within fifteen minutes, just bawling. Yeah. So, house quickly the Washington Wizards. How about Speaking em? of feuds, John Wall and my Celtics have a nice feud. And the Wizards dressed in all black going to the game because they said they're going to a funeral. <laughs>
1: A funeral, and then That's they the beat the way John Celtics, Wall said it.
0: and they talked a lot of shit. And Marcus Smart got mad and got in a fight. Like the Wiz Celtics is a feud now. That could be a little round two house.
1: It's exciting uh, to have that a little bit of of something on the East Coast. I mean, we we in Washington have been so starved for this version of a professional basketball team with this backcourt, and they, we're on a nice little sustained run. I'm I'm very guarded with my optimism right now. Here's but it my, would be great. Oh, go ahead. It would be great if you know the guy. Everybody stays healthy. We have the nucleus get into the playoffs. We win in the first round. Your team wins in the first round, and we're up against each other. Or we could go three-six
0: first yeah. round, or four-five something like that. So Wall and Beal look terrific all of a sudden. Kelly Oubre is all of a sudden like a decent bench guy. Yeah, Otto Porter's been solid all year. Gortat's okay. You have six guys. Ernie screwed you on the rest of them. You're missing like four spots.
1: We need Mahinmi to come back, which is a absolutely ridiculous <laughs> thing to say. Obviously, Wait, also I mean, think about how, how dumb that is. Also, yeah. House,
2: can I can I thank you for giving uh, giving my team one of my one of my favorite basketball players to watch five minutes a game, Chris Humphreys? Oh yeah, uh,
1: <laughs> you, my, you're welcome. You can have him. My
2: my, uh, my dear friend Clint Yates, who would always refer to him as a secret weapon. When he was on the Wizards,
1: <laughs> is that a
0: compliment or it's yeah, a very
2: unclear? Yeah, but hum- yeah. Humphreys, watching Humphreys play basketball is one of my favorite things because he works he works harder than any of us have ever worked on anything, and the effort and like there'll be a three minute span. Well, he'll he'll get a steal, like air ball a layup. And then, as the team is going the other way, he'll steal it back and then step on the basketball <laughs> and fall and get taken out. But it's just hard work. And I, and, and I, I can't.
0: Any day, and he married Kim Kardashian and then the marriage got annulled.
2: That's how bad the Nets are. I saw him drop 13 on the Nets.
0: Um, yeah, the, the Brooklyn Nets. Why did they do that to Brooklyn? It's, it's like Brooklyn had become the the hottest up and coming place for young people to live, and, and then, then they gave them the Jay-Z worst NBA going team. Yeah, Jay Z's <laughs> like, I'm
2: out. They play Dropkick Murphys at the game now. They don't even play Jay Z. <laughs> Jay Z
0: had lemonade <laughs> in the nets. It's like a rough, rough stretch for that dude. House, give us your Super Bowl prediction.
1: I think the Falcons' uh, juggernaut offense Ooh. continues unabated, unfettered. I like the Falcons, 48 to 40. I think it's going to be an insane shootout. 88 total points. I'm taking the over all day long. Uh-oh. That's the only wager I'm going to make is the over.
0: 48 to 40?
1: 40. Can the Pats pa- yeah, they- go 40 points? Ridiculous.
0: Can I tell you what's actually going to happen? Sure. Here's your weakness. You're too small. <laughs> Your defense is too small. You're fast, but you're small, and you can, people can run on you. And I think Belichick is going to look at the Falcons and go, and run the ball down their throats. I think you're going to get a lot of LeGarrette blunt in this game.
2: Do you think Belichick knows he's playing against the Falcons yet? I, I, it's, it's on his radar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think it's going to be like pound the ball, keep Matt Ryan off the field, double Julio, and I think it's going to be lower scoring than people think. But cu- the cousin and I are doing our big Super Bowl prop pod next week because the props finally came out, and the over is super high. It's like sixty.
2: I can't imagine us scoring less than like less than thirty points. There's, you, there's no way.
0: So can you tell House what you what you heard as a potential plan for the Atlanta celebrities
1: for Super oh, Bowl week? House,
2: you're gonna love this. So apparently, something that's happening is. Uh, a handful of rappers in Atlanta celebrities are going to Houston from yeah. which would be Thursday to Saturday just for the parties and the festivities.
0: It would be incredible.
2: And then I like this. And then Saturday night or Sunday, probably Sunday morning, are just flying to Atlanta for what could be like basically in preparation to just watch the game and then be in Atlanta for what could be like one of the great party nights in American history. So what
0: is the hub for? The celebs, if Atlanta wins the Super Bowl, it's where are they in Atlanta celebrating it?
2: There's like a there's like a handful of
0: handful of possibilities,
2: clubs and strip clubs. Okay, I I feel I feel like all the already very loose laws about nightlife are going to all disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just
0: I, I wasn't this how the Walking Dead started as a series? <laughs> Atlanta won the Super Bowl,
2: there's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like the combination, I mean, because I'm, my plan is to go to Atlanta on Sunday for, I was thinking about, I was weighing the pros and cons of what happens if we win and I'm in Houston, what happens if we lose and I'm in Houston, what happens if we win or lose and I'm in Atlanta, and even the great scenario of being at the Super Bowl, winning and being in Houston, that's a great like story to tell, but... It's like, what, what do I do after that? It's like, I'm in Houston. I'm not around a lot of people I know.
0: Well, you want to go to the game, though. You have to go to the game.
2: I don't have to go to the game. No,
0: you kind of do, though.
2: I, don't, I really don't have to go to the game. Would
0: my team won its first Super Bowl ever, I was very happy I was at the game.
2: But weren't you—were you surrounded by people?
0: You're gonna have, there's going to be more Falcons fans than Patriots fans there. I would say it's going to be— Completely disagree. Oh, there's going to be more Falcons fans, 100. Plus, all the people from Houston are going to be bored? All the people from Houston are going to be at the game rooting for the Falcons. Well, we might
2: have more bandwagon. You're going to have 75
0: percent Atlanta fans at that game. I, yeah, that's it's going to that's happen. Not what I expected. What? Ask yourself this: What city does Houston have more in common with, Atlanta or Boston?
2: Actually. Houston probably has more in common with Atlanta than any other city in America. I would, I, I would agree. <laughs> it's like our our first cousin. Yeah, our first fatter cousin. I
0: wrote about this when I went to the '06 All Star Game in Houston, and there's this big party, and Richard Lewis showed up with like 30 friends at the N- the NBA Players Association party, and they wouldn't let him in, and they were like, "We have to," and he's like. I'm Richard Lewis. I'm from Houston. I got thirty motherfuckers with me, and he just walked in, and they all followed him. I wrote about it. It was okay. one of my favorite things I've ever seen at All Star Weekend. I was like, "That's it. That's everything I wanted from All Star Weekend, right so there."
2: So I will say in Houston if I can make that exact speech at. Like, I'm <laughs> Robert Brown. I'm from Atlanta.
1: <laughs> like a like um, I would uh, like to be Colons one of the Julius. thirty motherfuckers. If you go. Brad. I'm at some cantina I'll be in one Houston. Of
2: the I want all the mole sauce in this taco stand, <laughs> <laughs>
0: motherfucker. <laughs> Houston has had—this is the second time the Pats have played the Super Bowl there. They've had two All-Star weekends. They had an MLB All-Star weekend. And they had something else. Like, for some reason, Houston has had more sporting events than just about anyone. I don't really understand it. Final Four last year. And Final Four. Uh, Houston's become like a place. And if you go to Houston— if you're on the wrong side of town in Houston, you're like an hour away from everything. Oh, yeah, it's so sprawled it's out. It's a disaster.
2: It's so sprawled out. Wait, did we go to All-Star, an All-Star game there? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It, uh, it was like... Uh,
2: the worst was Orlando.
0: 2013. Never
2: have, enough, never have an event in Orlando. It's too- no,
0: but Orlando had the had the uh, the Chinese function that we went to where you got to be on the podium and oh, we Daryl took a Dawkins. picture <laughs> like you were giving a speech Daryl
2: Dawkins was like prime minister
1: it was <laughs> his, his amazing mouth jacket
2: oh yeah the mouth jacket and we played we played miniature golf was, there no
1: no we no, played like, miniature golf like we, uh, I did dominate miniature golf
2: you did you were really good I, were, were you were you probably wearing just like that silver suit also or were you in casual yeah. clothes
1: yeah. Orlando was I think I was casual but that was really where Shaq House got started yeah that
0: day. the miniature golf alright yeah. House um we're gonna let you go, and we have some great. other stuff to do with Rembert today. Awesome! Um, I
2: gotta protect this voice box. I'm I'm doing 72 podcasts today, Rember, <laughs> all, all about Roddy White.
0: <laughs> Rembert, thanks for coming on. Thank we, you. We have uh, you're taping a Channel 33 podcast with Micah Peters about the year in music that people can look forward to on the Channel 33 feed. It's gonna be great. And you're doing a couple videos for us also, as well, also
2: known as Dartmouth Pod.
0: <laughs> yeah, house. I have I've had five Dartmouth people pass through my Grantland Ringer life.
2: I told I
1: told. I only really know Reverend. Who else?
0: Amanda Dobbins, who runs our culture side. Zach Low, Micah Peters. Oh, I
1: didn't. Okay.
0: And now Hannah.
1: Yeah, it's great. Who we ah.
0: just hired from uh, from BuzzFeed, who's our special projects editor. Five Dartmouth. People. I told
2: Bill he needs to just start Terrific. donating money to the Dartmouth alumni. I think fund. I should
0: get the alumni magazine at least, right? I'll they get, should mail it to me.
2: I'll get you one of those.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: Poor Holy Cross.
0: All right. Yeah, that's one of our rivals, Dartmouth <laughs> House. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week.
2: Bye, Good House. Time. Remember,
0: thank you. See you Ram. Um, you Worst of All luck right. next week. Hey. And uh, we look forward to seeing more of you on The Ringer. It's been a pleasure. Today's episode of the Bill Simmons podcast was brought to you by Simply Safe. Earlier this month, Simply Safe wowed the tech experts at the CES trade show. They unveiled the new Simply Safe security camera, the one that connects to the sensors in your alarm system and records if a sensor is triggered. If someone tries to break in, you'll have evidence for the police and you can stream live footage to your phone. Anytime you want, right from the app, go to simplysafebs.com today for a special 10% discount for any of my listeners. That's simplysafebs.com. Don't forget, if you're looking for Super Bowl tickets, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com and don't forget about. Jackass, presented by Callaway that podcast don't forget about channel 33 you can hear remember Brown and talk about, and Michael Peters talking about music and later today Chris Ryan and I are recording the fourth episode of the Sports Movie Hall of Fame podcast I won't spoil it for you but white men might be jumping in it and that's going to run next week so download to channel 33 right now and don't forget to check out the new All Patriots mailbag that I put up on the TheRinger.com that went up Friday It's not as bad as it sounds, you'll like it. Enjoy the weekend.